What's it up? This is the one and only telling you to watch that way cool wrestling show. How that evolved basically from years ago to today, um, what was acceptable back then versus now, and uh, you know the danger level, as well as what we, you know the the level of what we're going to be doing uh, with these moves and uh, what to expect. Uh, Charles, if you uh, we'll talk to you uh, real quick about this, we're all fans of of old school. A lot of this date back to. 85, 86, etc. And, you know, we used to see moves like suplexes and, you know, neck breakers and stuff like that. You know, why did that go away and why do we need to get more? I think it's because basically the fans have gotten smarter. Um, and there's so many moves you can do that you're just going to copy. There's no inventing of a new move. They just call it a different name. Sure. I mean, everything out there, I mean... The only thing I've seen lately that I say was something new was with uh, AJ Styles. With that, but I think they just banded that. They wanted them to do it with WWE anymore. So, but I mean, back in the day, a lariat was a finisher. Yeah. You know, now this is something you do. So it's, it's hard. I mean, you got to keep reinventing the wheel. So, like I said, the fans are smarter. We're all growing up. We're growing up with wrestling. Now it's like, I remember back a leg drop. Used to be a finisher. You <laughs> still got some jerk offs that totally like, drop the thing as a finisher, no names. And um, that was a finishing move. Yeah. Now it's like a leg drop. In the middle of a match, they might do it three times. Well, yeah, but a DDT, same thing. Jake, Jake Roberts made a career on it. DDT, and exactly. now that's like, <laughs> uh, uh, that's just a sequence move now. It's, it is. It's, it's not even a setup. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's the thing. And, and the, I think the thing was back then, and is it maybe what we're being fed? I mean, is anybody really saying, hey, now I don't believe this? Like when I used to watch Tully Blanchard in the ring, and you're watching him and technically take somebody down, and then all of a sudden he does that slingshot suplex. Yeah. It wasn't completely devastating, but it was cool to watch him do it, and it was like his perfected thing, and you just knew that, hey, that's what took somebody out. Is it maybe that they're telling us what should be acceptable and what's not? Because what would happen if everybody just still did those moves? Would there be some sort of an uproar? Or, you know, or will we just still be accepting it? Well, I think you're is? talking about the, this is the evolution of the finisher. Yeah. And I think during the course of time, to get opponents over, they would kick out of the finishing move. And I think you started seeing that a lot more yeah. uh, as the late 80s, early 90s came into play. You know, when Ric Flair... I say, I say late 90s. Okay, late... late, yeah, but, late but, yes. but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make a reference to the, the uh, Great American Bash 90 and even uh, Tun Rumble 89 when Flair lost his titles. Yeah. You know, when you saw Flair going for the figure four, you knew, okay, it's a figure four. Match is over. Either the match is over or that, 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 that face is going to find a way to get out and, and, and overcome. And Steamboat and Sting both won their titles with inside cradles from the figure four. So the evolution was... Okay, well, the figure four was the finisher. Now we're going to throw this other ending in, and now we're going to throw this other possibility in. 
to keep the fans on their feet, excited, and 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 to keep that. You know, I mean, there's always a pop when you see an unsuspected. But there's thing. a difference between countering a figure four, which if you watch a lot of Flair's matches, even the ones that he actually won, you know, sometimes Dusty Rhodes was in a figure four for a number of minutes mm -hmm. until he eventually quote unquote passed out or whatever the right. case may be. Um, you know, and I, it's not, I don't think, unheard of or unlikely that someone could possibly do a roll-up counter or something like that because you're already half-connected into the move. I think my scenario would be is that, let's take Jake Roberts for a second. He delivers a DDT. Now, all of a sudden, this most devastating move that everybody was out like a light, now somebody kicks out of it? Right. That's where I think is a difference because it's... You're not expecting it. You're almost expecting it. You're like, all right, that's believable that someone could persevere enough in the pain to try and grab Flair and roll him up, or or turn it over and reverse the the um, the move. But in a sense of like getting a major finisher, like a DDT, as an example, or even let's Paul Order, he pile drives somebody, then you kick out of it. Mm -hmm. you yeah, know I, what mean? Really like, I think my favorite was uh, the diamond cutter. When you seen him, DDP do the diamond cutter. Yes. That was it. Now, what? So I do it three or four times? Three or four times. Um, just, I mean, we all know this. We, we watch wrestling. Everyone here who's watching the show watch wrestling. John Cena's, I'm like, really? That's a finisher? He does the same sequence. Wait a minute, wait a minute. I, I'm not even. Think about it. What John Cena's doing is his whole, you can't see me. Getting yeah. into it, blah 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 blah. Back when it was the Spicoli driver, yeah, oh yeah, yes. Louis Spicoli, yes, was doing it, yes. Rad Radford, whatever you want to call him, yeah. you knew what was about to happen. It was over. I mean, it's he tweaked it. Yeah, everybody has to tweak a wrestling move to make it their own. Because I can go out and do a German suplex, and the first thing out of somebody's mouth is either going to be Benoit or something like that. Right. So you have to tweak it to fit your own devices. First of all, you know you're not allowed to use that name anymore, watching. <laughs> I don't give a damn. I like the guy. Yes. Well, let me ask you and this. And I'm not going to go against his... But Spicoli, when he Spicoli did a Spicoli driver, though, I mean, it literally was a DVD. For all intents purposes. Yes. I mean, all, all Cena's really doing is a modified fireman carry slam, which is about as devastating as a body slam to me. Well, let me ask you, you know, it's it's all, the way it looks. I think it's, all about, about, it's all about the individual who does it. But it's also about it's it. also about how the individual delivers that. Yes. You know what I mean? Well that's what I'm gonna to touch base on. All three of you have been in the ring. The you know, since the uh, the uh, I guess two thousand three, the ruthless aggression era of WWE do a lot of these finishers now have to be safer now that everybody knows what the concussions and what the injuries that can happen? I think Do they have to tone it down? I think they tone it down. I think I'm going back to when Austin hurt his neck. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden, you really couldn't see the power driver. Um, accidents happen in wrestling. It's part of the business. Right. That's all to it. Do you agree with it? No. It's part of the business. I understand you got the top moneymaker in your company getting hurt. Yes. You know, and that's it's all we all know. It's all about money. Let's not get it twisted. It's about the money. Yes, you do want to make it safer for guys, but guys also have to protect themselves. Sometimes when guys get hurt in the ring, they're not protecting themselves. I mean, you can count on that guy, know that guy, that guy can be your best friends. Accidents happen. 
Okay. Well, look what happened with Stone Cold Steve Austin and Owen Hart. Well, that's yeah. that, yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. You protect yourself also. Yeah. Just like that, you pull it. I mean, it's it's all about protect yourself. Um, but, like, finishers now, it's so... I think the problem is it started with the evolution of finishers. And I think the grand would agree. When I started wrestling, it was old school. Now it's only spot monkeys. They'll do 55 spots in 10 minutes. And they're like four finishers in a row, and the guy's kicking out. So now there's nothing you can do but keep trying to build and beat it. Mm -hmm. That's why I think, you know, now with different moves, you might have to do it twice or three times. Because it's normally the little guys or people who just get themselves over that can't tell a story in the ring. Right. That sit there and want to do 20, 30, 40 spots, not knowing the next match. Well, that's their finisher. Okay, here's a point know. to that. Here's a point to that, though. You got guys like Diamond Dallas Page yes. or Randy Orton. Yes. Who out of nowhere can hit that cut? Yes. It's out of whoa! He nailed it from this way. He nailed it from and the top rope. He nailed it from ever. Yeah. He, he pulled it out somewhere. That's a finisher. That's the finisher, and that's impressive to a wrestling fan. Yes. You know, when you're watching John Cena go through five knuckle shuffle, you can't see me. It's, a, it's like when you're playing a video game, and all of a sudden, you're like, he did the move. Now I gotta wait and get destroyed. And you can't do nothing about it. You're going to smash all you want. Yeah. It's not going to happen because you got to go through this whole thing. When it comes out of Who's, the What's his name? That, that, um, uh, not, was it Scotty Too Hotty? That, that did the, the, worm. Um, the worm. Yeah. <laughs> that thing took 17 minutes to get through it. To get through this whole dance. And he goes around. And by that time, I could have been packed and, and in my limo. But, but we have to admit, we all know when he did the worm, what happened? The whole audience crowd, got it. It's all about what the that's what the crowd wants to see. We Look, do understand that. A lot of times people get so jaded about things, but you gotta remember, when it all boils down to it, everything you do in that ring isn't for the guys in the back. No. I'm not for the crowd. When they pay their five, ten, fifty, whatever dollars yeah. to go see that show, I'm not doing what I'm doing in the ring for other guys who's going to be getting in the ring after. Right. I'm doing whatever I got to do to make sure that those people in those seats have the best time possible. If I got to do a worm, if I got to do whatever, if that's the thing, then hey, that's what it yeah. is. If you think, I mean, not to cut you off there, yeah. Rakishi, when he used to smack his ass, what happened? We started laughing. Crowd. Yeah. We all started laughing. But at least it didn't take that long now. No, but... Things like that. He I did mean, it. He backed up. He did his thing. He went on. That wasn't he a finishing move that put his ass in somebody's face. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you got a point. I mean, yeah. and, 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 I and folks, understand that, like I said, none of us have been in the ring. We've all actually literally been in the ring together, with the exception of Mark. I've wrestled LeGrand. If LeGrand broke out and started doing the Macarena in the middle of, like, right before he's about to finish me off, I, I might just roll out of the ring and say, all right, listen. I want to take a breather for a second until you're done. Then you come back and you can crack your. Well, you just like you just mentioned yeah. the uh, the one thing I always hated about Hulk Hogan. Yeah. You know, if he's getting holed up, why is Paul Orndorff? Why is Ric Flair? Why is Roddy Piper not getting the hell out of Dodge and letting him cool down before they come back in the ring? I mean, why wouldn't you just grab his finger and break it? Well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> poke him in the eye. <laughs> yeah, poke him in the eye. I go through all that stuff. <laughs> you know, the man obviously can't hear. So I mean. Yeah, at that point, you know. But you do have to admit, I mean, evolution, like, you have people like the Taker. Yeah. You see that, that, that uh, tombstone power driver. You know what's over? When he set up and did all this, mm -hmm. yeah. it was all the setup. It's all about the work, all about the setup, and you just go nuts, you know? But with him, people didn't kick out of that. 
as much. You know, it might he might well he did twice. You know, but then you have um, what's his name? Um, uh, see, I'm there. I go again. I'm thinking too much. <laughs> uh, Triple H when yeah, he wore Triple did, H on the cell. Yeah, on the cell he gave him two. Okay, respectable. Right. The man's a 13-time heavyweight champion. Respectable. Just even now. You know what? Though it's getting to be to the point, and we could bring Brock Lesnar into it against Taker. Yeah. You know, and other stuff like that. If you're a fan of Dragon Ball Z, it seems like everybody's getting Super Saiyan, then Super Saiyan Two. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm 39 years old. And and and, and, and I'm <laughs> older. And I still learn stuff. And you know, it's like they're trying to make somebody more godlike each time. And eventually, there's got to be a ceiling to where you're like, all right, just stop. Just stop. He dropped the guy on his head. Let it go. Let it go. If you you think know, it, you <laughs> know. Who has the worst finisher right now? Besides Hulk Hogan? And he's not wrestling right now. Who has the worst finisher? And can't get over to save his life. I'm sorry. Ryback. Yeah. True. He's about as dull as hell. No offense if you ever watch Ryback. But it's, it's, he's not a mic man. So now, you know, he doesn't stop the finish. Some guys need things like that to try to build them up. That's all to it. You take a person like a Dolph Ziggler, he hits a zigzag, people go nuts because he can pull it out of nowhere. I just feel that, you know, some guys need that. You know, they I just mean, have to This have won't that. be a popular statement for a lot of people, but Goldberg, I'll bring him up for a second, someone that was brought in very, very green, okay, um, very plain looking, as we saw, he was an answer to Stone Cold Steve Austin yeah. at the time for WCW. A bad answer. Okay. <coughs> for a while he got over, but... But he got over for a while, but you know what really made him get over was his finisher. His finisher. Not necessarily the spear, because everybody spears. From little guys to big guys, it's, it's, it's an overdone move. But his jackhammer, which was a very simplistic move, once again, it goes back to sometimes less is more. You know, it wasn't any different than Tully Blanchard doing a slingshot suplex. He held him up and just turned him over. And went, but when it he did it to, he did it to also. when he did it to the Giant, yes. otherwise known as the Big Show, that, was, that was like wow. And and it wasn't like something where he barely got it. He held him up. A credit to Goldberg. He was strong enough to hold him up, keep him there steady, and then drop him. That was, I mean... Well, I think that had a lot to do with the giant posting, too. Oh, sure. Right, a lot. Well, and, and understand... Let me tell you something. Paul White, the, yeah. the big show, giant, whatever you call him, is one hell of a worker. Yes. Yes, he's older. Yes, he is older. But in his prime, I've seen him in the gym working out. He could do a drop kick, jump yep. off the top rope. He wasn't allowed to. Right. It doesn't fit his persona. Right. But the man was one hell of a worker. You know, he loved to work. They give him right. a hard time now. He's probably my age. I think you know, he probably is my age. He's yeah. probably, I'm 47, so he's right there. But he still gets out there every day and does what he has to do. Well, you well his evolution as a finisher, though, went from a choke slam yeah. to the power of the punch. The punch. You know? Yeah, but see, but that fits him. The man's hand is this big. Mm -hmm. yeah. So if it shows him hitting you, that can be believable. But no, you're on the same page. Why is he world champion now? You got a seven foot guy with a hand the size of a damn medicine ball punching you in the face. Of course you're going to go to sleep. Right. The reason why he's not the champion right now, okay, and he has been a champion, Right. the reason why he's not the champion right now is because, let's face it, in reality, if someone that devastating was able to get a hold of the title, you never lose. Andre <laughs> he would never lose. 
You you can just fold them. Yeah, I actually lost. The Bible said, no, shut up. <laughs> but then, but in true story though, when I met Paul White, I want to shake his hand. He literally handed me his finger. His finger was about as big as this microphone here, and and I shook his hand like a five-year-old would talk to his dad and say, "Here you go, thank you." I shook the man's finger and I said, "Jesus Christ, this is, this guy is so huge." He stood up. My top of my head came to the bottom of his pecs. Well, that's okay. with anybody. But now you, I'm like that. But you know what I mean. But when, at that time, that was right. pretty devastating to me, you know. Um, All right, Gary, let me see. I'm going to say this, Mr. Cameraman, can I move to the right? Just a little bit. I'm feeling a little something right now. But no. getting back to what I was about to say, though, Hulk Hogan. We're talking about Hulk Talking about Hulk Hogan, you know, leg drop, punch, oof, you know, that's just goofy persona. Back rake. You watch, yeah, back rate. You watch him in Japan. Mm -hmm. The man can wrestle. No, because he had to. Yeah. Here he can do that. In but Japan, also, but also, they too, made him work. But, but also, going for that. Over but there. also, I think Vince Senior slash Junior wanted what they got out of Hogan in the states. I don't believe that. I think. Hogan, I don't think they demanded more out of him. I think Hogan was bringing in so much money. It didn't That's matter right. what he did. That's right. And he got away with doing that BS. Well, I see. When he worked the what he worked the Rock that time. The Rock worked the hell out of him. Yeah. Made him because Rock at the time was here. Yeah. He was the whole damn show. Yeah. You're not gonna come in there and do that three punches, your big uh, boot and all that. The Rock wasn't gonna have that. Right. The Rock was putting all the people in the seat. The Rock could have came out there. He came out with a ukulele for God's sake, exactly. and fifty thousand people went nuts. Yeah. So at that time, it was his time. There's guys that want to work, yeah. and there's guys that just get away with what they have to do to get the money, no matter what you say. Like, I always come back to you guys, and I'm a Ziggler fan. I'm a Dolph Ziggler fan because he puts everyone over. He makes people look good. He does. Which we're getting emails about this. They said if you want to, if you like Ziggler so much, you should marry him. They, they, they <laughs> so much. That's legal. No, <laughs> you know what? Look, y'all know where I'm at. If you're watching the show, you know me. Come say it in my face. Come say it in my face. I'm saying next time. I Why don't you marry Zickman? <laughs> I, 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 I didn't finish it. Stay away. Stay away. <laughs> no, but like, it, yeah. it just boils down to what you're coming against is time periods. Yes. yes. You're right. Back in the 50s and the right. 60s and the 70s, you can get away with a drop toe hold as a finisher. Yeah. The you call. Can get, you can get away with Eric Rodrowski, yeah. prime example. <laughs> Um, Blackjack Mulligan you with the hit claw, claw. Yeah. and it's over. Even Barry Wyndham did it. Yeah, for a while. Only was the winner, Barry Eriks. And before then, with the horseman. The you know the best yeah. thing is you have to admit though, when they said reverse the claw, come on, you'll have What? Stop in the hands. And you reverse the claw, they put the claw on themselves. <laughs> right, it has to be the big, best move ever. Like they couldn't control their own head. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> had its own. What's the best move ever? And it's it's good though. That, that's what right. It was entertaining. <laughs> well, see, it was no, it was entertaining. It was. The people wanted, and it, it gave you it, it gave you that uh, uh, like you're imagining something like, oh my God, he can't you know, he but, can't control. But it. the kids, the people, <laughs> you put them in the seats. Like, I'm not just saying you put people in the seats. You do give the crowd what they want. Right. You know, people want more exciting, more, more exciting finishers. They want people kicking out. Even though I have to admit, when you watch sometimes and a, mic, a guy kicks out of a finisher, you're like, oh, yeah, I like that. That's pretty funny. You know, it's the evolution of the finisher is just, I think, how much 
wrestling has evolved mm -hmm. now. Because yeah. back then, you didn't have a 200-pound champion, 220-pound champion. They right. said big guys. You know, no guys were right. like, they were mid-carters. Now the big guys are the mid-carters. And the guys that Seth Rollins and them, you know, uh, these, these guys can move. I right. mean, we all know they can move. And those champions back then were all the big, burly, barrel-chested yeah. dudes Dude. yeah. who you figure would lift cars and yeah. eat steaks so the size I was of I think, cushions. I think like, right. the big carters, the, the regular-sized guys, 190, 225, they were the reason for the evolution. Because first, they had to do more to get over. They did a lot more. A lot more moves, a lot more spots in the ring. I think it's just totally progressed. But you, know, yeah, but you mentioned it earlier, though, now it's a spot fest. It so you you went from that claw hold to the Frankensteiner. Scott Steiner was the first to really use oh, a Frankensteiner yeah. in, in, in America. Now you have the Canadian Destroyer. So yeah. you're going from the claw hold to the figure four to the Frankensteiner to the Canadian Destroyer. To the Styles, man. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. It's, it, and it's like, when is it, when are you going to start? Again, I bring up the injuries. I bring up the concussions. When are you going to start scaling it down? where those finishing maneuvers can mean something. I mean, Rick Rude did a Rude Awakening, which, again, is a setup move now. Yeah. You, you, DDTs, we well, all I mean, talk about Triple this. H's um, pedigree has been modified. Yes. So mm -hmm. that the, uh, the uh, <coughs> recipient doesn't have his arms trapped. No, he lets go. So he can right. protect yeah. himself, because right. that was a scenario too. And with this concern about injuries, and there's two things behind it. There's one, I gotta make my money, and if I don't have my workers, I can't make any money. Right. Two, I don't want to have lawsuits. We're in a high, with you know, with, the, with everything with the concussions and with injuries and stuff like that, and they they don't have insurance and this that and the other thing. It's a big scenario for them to say, all right, well, we're gonna try and make this as safe as possible. It's a good start. No, I mean, that's it is and totally but in the same sense though, it's like they want to demand some serious looking maneuver but they want to take away the fact that you know what's going to happen if you do that you know what I mean? well, there's, there's a real simple solution to this you know take away the sports entertainment and bring back the wrestling and you're going to be good yeah, you bring back the old well it's not going to happen no. i know but do you bring I back the sports entertainment that could be scaled back mm -hmm. because i'll tell you why you got shows like roh i watch roh one hour and it beats three hours of of, yeah. of Raw any day of the week. And it actually brings me back. What is it, JAPW, is it? That's the other one, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, yeah, I watched that. And, and the one hour is like, especially ROH, and I want to give props to them because it brings me back to worldwide wrestling. When yeah, I watch yeah. that, one promo, three, four good matches, and I'm like, this really looks like what I used to watch like, on yeah, Saturday night. Yeah, you have to admit there. I like ROH, got a couple of friends in ROH, mm -hmm. you know? yeah. but it's still, it's, it's, it's a spot fest. A lot of ROH is a spot fest spot. now anyway. Yeah, it's a spot yeah. fest. You know, I do like the way they do their promos. I really do like that. They, they kind of no old school, AWA type, yeah. which it should be, you know, quick promo, you know, stuff like that. But I mean, in, in general, you're never going to take away the sports entertainment. That's all. Right. That's where the money is. I think it needs to go back to better training of the guys. Yeah. Um, we used to have old, sell, uh, old saying, the guy's not selling. You know what I mean? Guys need to sell a little bit more. And if they don't want to sell, you make them sell. You know? If they go back to that just a little bit more, I think it, it, it brings that to the forefront, the finishers. 
I mean, you're getting a DDT, then two seconds later, you're on the top rope. You know, like, really? Well, well I agree 100%, but they also need to scale back the kicking out of the finishers. And that's that's a way that they can use that finisher. But once that's again, right. they're trying to build that, you know, the cushion. No, I guess you're trying yeah, to, yeah, like just, you're trying you know, to build this, yeah. this animosity between the two guys. Like, this guy really is worthy. It's not going to be a clean finish, et cetera, yeah. blah, blah, blah. But now going back to what you were saying before about an unbelievable finish, and he's one of my favorites, Ronnie Garvin. <laughs> you go to JCP, he was punching somebody in the head, knocking him out. Legal move. Hand to stone. You know, the hand to stone. But it got less believable when he started doing the Garvin stomp. There is no way I'm going to be that beat down that I'm going to lay there straight and prone and wait for you to take 16 minutes to fucking stomp every part of my body and not move. <laughs> I say something, I should use that little shove. That's a wrestle. Even Randy Orton. Used to be a headlock, now it's that. Randy Orton started using it as well at one point. He was doing his version of the Garvin stuff. Yes, he did, absolutely. Not as a finisher, though. Not as a finisher, though. Because it's the evolution of the finisher. It was the Garvin stuff. It's a wear down. Now it's just a sequence, a setup, yeah. But once again, I think these setups, and I think, I think, what we liked back in the day was the whole match was a setup, but then the finisher was the finisher. You were telling a story more. Really. Yeah, you were really were. Instead more. of the the whole story being this long finish of moves, you know, stuff like that. We have a lot that we can talk about. This we say this every week, but you know what? Once again, we are running out of time. Um, if you want to hear anything about this, if you got any comments or anything like that. Join us on Facebook. It's That Way Cool Wrestling Show on Facebook. Uh, we also have thatwaycoolwrestlingshow.com. There's actually a contact form on there. You can, you can send us emails and we can uh, discuss that kind of stuff on the show as well. For Jen and I, Onslaught, and Mad Mark, my name is Danny J. We'll see you at the matches. Goodbye, everybody.